I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. And this week we're going to do a little something different because of all the stimulus money that's about to flow. We're going to spend the show just myself talking to you about some of the things that I've learned that you're going to want to know that's in the stimulus package that was just passed. Many, many economic developers have probably heard about all these millions of dollars coming to your cities and your counties. So we're going to get into that. But we're also going to get into some things in here that you probably need to tell the rest of your community about. So over the coming year, really, as this money gets dispersed and guidance gets written, guidance has not yet been written for how all the money can be spent. So over the coming year, we may mix in a few shows like this. You know, traditionally, we always have a guest on our show, but we may mix in a few informational shows along the way because as much money's coming, this is a chance of a lifetime for many communities to do something transformational when it comes to economic development, but it's also risky. This is risky. And if anybody tells you it isn't, they're not painting the right picture. I lived through Hurricane Katrina. I've seen how FEMA money works, and it's not much different. Money will flow to these cities and counties during FEMA disasters, and the rules aren't all written. And later on, four or five years later, they'll come back and say, you didn't bid the pickup of the debris the proper way, or you didn't this or that. That will happen with this money. So for you all out there that deal with mayors, deal with county judges, I implore you to really get them to think about how to spend this money. And even before the regular, the money's going to show up, by the way, May the 10th or so. It's coming. It is coming in a month's time. Half the money is going to show up. I'm going to get into all that in a minute. But one of the things we want to do with this show now is really try to guide people through other articles, through articles, case studies. We're not lawyers. We're not accountants. But we can certainly share articles and case studies with you. We've already been doing that for our movement members. So you might want to join the movement just to get these updates. I'm telling you, it's going to be that important that we keep people out of trouble because as good of an opportunity as this is, let me tell you right now, some folks are going to get themselves in trouble by misspending this money. But let's start with talking about some things you need to tell your community. Number one, your restaurants. Your restaurants, you need to let them know. They actually are going to qualify to receive 
a cash grant. This is a grant now. This is not a loan. They're going to qualify to receive a cash grant to make them whole in revenue from 2020 loss versus 2019. So let's just play an example. Let's say in 2019, they did a million dollars. And let's say in 2020, they only did 250000 because the pandemic shut them down. They're going to get a $750,000 cash grant. You heard that right. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't believe it, go over and just Google President Biden's Restaurant Relief Fund. I'm telling you the truth. Now, restaurants with more than 20 locations are not going to qualify for this because they're considered franchises or whatnot. This is for your small to mid-sized restaurants. It's going to make them whole if they had a loss in 2020 if they made money in 2020 not going to anything but if they had a decrease in revenue in 2020 versus 2019 they're going to get that as a cash grant this was all in the package the rules are being written right now the money is supposedly going to flow through sba every time i've ever dealt with sba that money then flows through the local banks so i'm going to assume this is going to flow through your local banks like the ppp payroll money did but as economic developers mayor chamber leader whoever's listening what you might want to do is let your restaurants know this is coming because wouldn't it be a terrible shame if they shut down now after all this time and they could have got this money because think about it if they did two million in 2019 and last year they did four hundred thousand they're going to get 1.6 million dollars i'm telling you this is the truth so you need to get this word out to them what if they shut down now not knowing this is out there then they don't get it because they're no longer a going concern i'm sure they got to be in business to get this i'd be shocked if they would pay it if they're not now when they get the money can they just put it in their pocket and close their restaurant no they cannot they've got to spend the money on food and beverage supplies rent so on and so forth but think about basically any operating expense so what this is going to be able to do though is put them in a better position than they were in now if you're in the restaurant business this is fantastic because think about it you're going to be able to get your same revenue for right now for 2020 that you did in 19 yet you had less cost because in 2020 you were buying less food you were paying less salaries so on and so forth so this is actually going to put them in a better position now this is called the restaurant relief fund you need to get the word to them five billion of this 25 billions are going to be reserved for restaurants that did less than 500,000 in 2019 so for the smallest of restaurants five billion of this 25 billion is set aside for them now if a restaurant received other stimulus money last year payroll money or something like that that comes out of this so let's say that in 2019 they did two million last year they did 500,000 but they also got 500,000 in payroll so they're only going to qualify for a million if you understand what i'm saying so the rules on this should come out in april for our movement members just as soon as we see the rules we're going to let you know because this is something we're tracking living in new orleans i have so much empathy for these restaurant owners they've not been given a shot but this right here is going to make them hope it's going to make them whole so then they can hopefully rebuild their businesses and the way they had to shut down without being able to forecast it i think this is good to make them back whole for what they lost because this was not their fault you know putting a business out when it's not their fault that's really hard to swallow so you need to make your restaurants aware of this to know it's coming now the rules will be written in april and then i believe by the time the money starts flowing it'll probably be june it's going to come sba most likely through their banks and then down to the actual restaurants so that stuff you probably want to promote to your local restaurants. That money's not going to flow 
through you. However, the stimulus money that you all have heard is going to flow to municipalities, cities, and counties around May the 10th. The way this is going to work, you have probably heard how much your city or county is getting, but if not, I just pulled up a spreadsheet. So I'm just going to name out random towns on my spreadsheet. Anniston, Alabama is getting $13 million. That's the city. That's not the county. That is the city. Florence, Alabama is getting $8 million. Let's go down. These are in alphabetical order, so I'm going to hit the Alabamas first. I'm just going to pick random cities, so let's go to Arkansas. Conway, Arkansas is getting $11 million. Jacksonville, Arkansas is getting $5 million. West Memphis is getting $7 million. Out in California, Carlsbad is getting $13 million. Burbank's getting $26 million. You just go right down the list. Santa Ana's getting $142 million. Union City, California, $14 million. In Colorado, Thornton's getting $19 million. These are only cities. Now, let me read you off what some of the counties are getting. I'll start this one at the bottom. So start of that one in Louisiana. Let's work our way. So let's just start in Virginia. Virginia Beach County's getting, it looks like, $87 million. Smith County, Virginia, is getting $6 million. In Texas, Robertson County is getting $3 million. Russ County is getting $10 million. Potter County is getting $22 million. Small counties are getting a million. Lamb County, $2.5 million. In Tennessee, Hickman County is getting $4.88. Henderson County is getting $5.45. I used to live in Lawrence County. Let's see how much they're getting. Lawrence County is getting $8.56, nearly $9 million. Then you have little cities that's getting all kind of money. So I'll just read off a few of these just so you can get a little bit of perspective. Let's start in Florida, all right? West Park City, Florida. I have no earthly idea where that is. They're getting $6.34 million. Winter Garden, $19.35 million. Atworth, $7 million. Alpharetta, Georgia, $21 million. So on and so forth. Now listen, these are... Cities and counties both. So if you run an economic development organization for the county, your counties and cities are about to get both, both of those amounts. You're going to get the city's money and the county's money. Many of you are going to get millions and millions of dollars. So the way this is going to work, half of it's going to show up around May the 10th. The other half's going to show up next March, and cities and counties have three years to spend this money. Rules have not yet been written. Guidance has not yet been written, at least when I'm recording this show. Guidance and rules have not yet been written. So this money's going to show up. You could have $5 million deposited in the county's checking account May 10th with no rules written. That may sound unbelievable. Surely by then we'll have some rules. But as of now, that's kind of what we may be looking at. And so I've lived through this, folks. I lived through it with Hurricane Katrina. I watched what happened in FEMA. I saw good people go to jail in FEMA because they didn't bid things properly. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other bills and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to 
locationone.com. Book yourself a demo and see if this can help your community have more success. So number one, we advise for you to tell your cities and counties, whatever project they undertake, and the way that things written, it's for economic recovery. And they can actually keep the money if they had a loss due to, you know, lower taxes. But let's say they decide they want to spend money on some housing project. And we don't know whether that'll qualify yet or not, quite frankly. And again, we're not lawyers. So by all means, don't take this as legal advice. But let's say they want to qualify. They want to do a housing project. If they get out there in May and want to spend that money, then we think you ought to encourage them to look at whatever HUD, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, requires for procurement. This way, if two years from now the media shows up and they say, oh, y'all misspent that money, what were y'all thinking? You can at least say, well, no, there were no regulations out and we followed the only federal regulations we could find. This is how you can defend yourself. If you want to give money out to your businesses, you should follow whatever regulations most likely the SBA has used in the past. Now, they may not have these regulations out by May the 10th. So these are just all risks that you need to think about. So within our movement, we're going to be constantly, constantly sharing articles and case studies. We're going to try not to advise people because we're not lawyers, we're not accountants. But what we can do is give you case studies of what others are doing and articles of what others are doing. So that's one little tip right out of the bat I would give you. Second thing is really sit down and figure out strategically how you can spend this money to make a return on investment. If you spend this money properly, it ought to get you tax revenue for the next 20 years, whether that's sales taxes, property taxes, whatever the case. That's how you want to think of it. You don't want to go just replace a bridge that you were already going to replace. Yes, the bridge may need replacing, but is that going to truly generate tax revenue for you? Think about this money in that regard, because if you do, it's going to be just like a big stock market retirement 401k account. It's not only going to be the amount you got in there, it's going to spin off dividends for you. So while this is a tremendous opportunity, and I mean it is, I mean cities and counties are getting a lot of money. Let me caution you, having lived through what seemed to be windfalls like this before, let me caution you, don't go out and spend the money, don't just give the money without bidding it properly. Don't spend it. At least look for other guidance federal government money has used. Get your attorneys to look at that to keep you out of trouble. Economic developers, your mayors, your counties may be about to get this money. You probably want some say with them to help guide them. You probably want so that the money doesn't go for things that are not economic development related. Our movement members, of course, are hearing this today because they get this podcast as well as the rest of the public. For our movement members, we're going to constantly keep you updated on this. We send our movement members a newsletter every Friday. A lot of that newsletter now is going to be guidance for this. That's what it's going to be. And a lot of our content, we may switch to this because this is a tremendous opportunity, but with opportunity comes risk and people just need to be totally aware of it. As always, if you're interested in learning more about the movement, you can go to the nextmovegroup.com backslash movement. We got over 200 members in there now all across the country. And so we just feel a responsibility through this to keep them updated. So there's going to be case studies, guidance that we'll find in articles on that we're just going to constantly be putting out. Next thing economic developers probably should tell your businesses is the payroll money applying for the second go around of it. A lot of your business got it the first time. To apply for it the second time, it was supposed to have been due March 31st. 
That deadline has been expanded to May the 31st. It's been expanded to May the 31st. So let your businesses know they do have two more months to apply. The way this works this time, so you know, the way the PPP money works. So if you remember the PPP money paid for businesses payroll for three months, paid for their payroll for three months. That's how this works. And it's a forgivable loan. Once they prove that they kept the payroll, they can then forgive the loan. So to get it this time, a business has to show at least a 25% loss in any quarter of 2020 versus 2019. Any quarter, even if they made money on the year, the way I'm reading it, they have to show any loss of a quarter in 2020 versus 2019. So if in the third quarter of 2020, from July through September, if they made 200000 in 2020, and in 2019, they made 400000 well, that's a 50% loss, so they would qualify. They've got to have at least a 25% loss. So tell your businesses not to waste their time if they didn't have at least a 25% loss in one quarter. But if they did, they can apply through the same financial institution they did the first time, and they should be able to get this money deposited into their checking accounts as a forgivable loan. It'll pay their payroll for three months. And as we wind down, there are all kind of other things in the bill that you probably ought to know about. So there's money in there for live venues. There's money in there that lets the SBA forgive loans. So let's say that a company took out an SBA loan last July. SBA will pay their principal and interest on parts of that loan. There's billions and billions and billions of dollars by the way. So we're not going to get into that because today I really want you to focus on three things. Number one, the restaurant money that your restaurants can get. They're going to be able to get the amount of loss in revenue, not profit now, revenue. They're going to be able to make themselves whole off their 2019 number. So if in 2019 they did a million dollars in 2020, 500,000, they're going to get a $500,000 cash grant around the June, July time frame. So let them know that. Let them know that. Maybe some of these restaurants can hold on. Every restaurant that holds on, your community is going to get sales tax out of if you're a sales tax community. So that's the one thing for sure. If you do newsletters or whatnot, let your restaurants know. Put it on your Facebook. The second thing to know is this stimulus money is coming. Many of you are going to be in counties and cities receiving millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So think about are there infrastructure projects economically that can be transformative? What can you do to help your businesses? What can you do to market your community in a transformative way? Be thinking about that. Be jotting down things so that once the money starts to flow, you already have a miniature strategic plan in your mind that you can go out there. And please, please, please tell your cities and counties not to run out and spend this money without following proper bid procedures, even if the guidance has not been written. Please urge them, however they're spending the money, find the federal department right now that controls money such as that and follow those procurement guidelines because what they want to do is document that they thought about it. They want to document that they had a process. So when the television camera shows up in two years time and says you misspent the money, they can say, wait just a minute. Here's exactly how we did it. We followed the HUD regulations from 2020. We can't help. They hadn't come out with any new ones. We followed it to a T. That's how you want to be able to position them. And lastly, what you want your businesses to know is the payroll money that'll pay for three months' salaries of their staff they can apply for until May 31st. But don't let your businesses waste their time. If they did not have a 25% loss in one quarter in 2020 versus 2019, they're not going to qualify. So no sense going through all the paperwork. They've got to show that they had a 25% loss. If they did, they'll be able to qualify for that. 
So in conclusion, I'm not sure how often we'll do shows like this. We do shows like this for our movement members all the time, literally all the time. I'm not sure how often we'll do these for the public because obviously we want to give our members their due. We want to create value for them. One of them texted me today that the restaurant part was gold, he said, just knowing that for his restaurants was gold. So we want to give them value. So we're not going to be doing shows like this every week, probably not even ever month. But we probably will do these every two or three months as this stimulus money starts to be spent, as we can find case studies, as guidance comes out. We're going to mix in a few of these shows. If you join the movement, you're going to get this a lot. You're going to get constant news. With that, we send a newsletter every Friday, and we also do content every Tuesday. So you'll be getting constant updates through that on case studies, best practices, regulations, so on and so forth. And don't forget, if you want to learn more about the movement so you can get all these updates, go to the nextmovegroup.com backslash movement, sign up. We've got 200 members now. Economic developers have joined, mayors have joined, and even utility power companies have joined. So we'd love to have you.